Uh. Yeah. Sideburns. Burns. Sideburns. Uh. What's the word? Tell me what you heard. What you that heard. info that we kicking it be louder than some herb. Word. Information no telepathico. We gonna have to elevate your mind where you wanna go. Kiss Calhoun in the mix. Sideburns dropping all the beats. It's a hit. It's a podcast you don't really wanna miss. So sit back, relax. Let's talk for a bit. What's the word? Spitting out the game that you need. What's the word? Make it say yes indeed. What's the word? Something that you wouldn't believe. What's the word? The word is for you to receive. What's the word? 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 I say tune in live, cause we up in the mix and you know we have some topics that we have to reach. What's the word? 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 I say tune in live, cause we up in the mix and we have a few topics that we have to reach. What's the word? 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 What up, everybody? This is your girl, Kiss Calhoun, and we're back for another god darn episode of What's the Word? You're miss. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm being joined by the legendary, the one, the only, Mr. D. John. What's going on, people? It's another week of What's the Word, and of course, I'm so glad to be doing this with my girl, Kiss Calhoun. The legendary. Kiss. The legendary. <laughs> K to the I to the S to the S, the original. Hey. No, you're not the le- You're the original. I the am, original K I double S. Well, I'm not the, well, I'm not the original <laughs> Kiss, but I'm the original Kiss Calhoun. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> So today's episode is, of course, a great episode to talk about, to educate, and just to learn from in general. So we're going to hit it with what's our views on gentrification and how important is black representation growing up and what's our views on overcoming generational differences. Of course, we're going to hit y'all with some knowledge about generational wealth gentrification and investing and of course you gotta wait to the tea because the tea gonna be spilling hot like all day okay and i'm Eastside kiss and that's <laughs> homemade yeah so <laughs> let's get in so ice who is your biggest inspiration in life this may sound corny. Well, to most people, please it, it might not be. Beyonce. No. Please. Hell no. Oh, okay. No. But my biggest inspiration in life is, of course, uh, the most two, the two most important women in just about everybody's life. I think it would have to be my mom and my grandmother, of course. Um, just, just because of you know how strong and influential they were in my life and you know their children's lives and things like that and just you know overcoming the odds and just you know being those strong black women that they were raised to be so that's what i look up to like you know that's what i that's the role models that i had in my life i was raised by women and i'm very proud to say that and i'm you know happy of how i turned out you know because of both of them so yeah that's my two inspirations I'm pretty sure that's everybody's two inspirations in life, their parents or their grandparents, because, you know, 
they play a pivotal role in your upbringing. You learn a lot from those two groups of people, mm-hmm. grandparents and parents. Right. But of course, my my biggest inspiration has always been my sister that's disabled. Of course, my mom, I value my mom's strength from taking well, great care of my disabled sister. And, you know, overall, that's my biggest inspiration. That's what keep me pushing and motivated to do what I do all the time. Like, I'm not going to stop working because I got people that rely on me the most. So... My biggest inspiration is going to be my mama and my sister, but my biggest overall inspiration that inspired me in work in general, I would have to say is marijuana. I mean, I'm (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there. I was not expecting you to say that. (laughs) You caught me off guard. Weed is my biggest inspiration, I tell you. Oh, my God. I cannot. I've done so many great things <laughs> under the influence of weed. It's and true, though. You never know when I'm high either. I mean, so. it's like, because remember, it was a while back, and you sent me, like, the um, the promo for the Better the Sexist episode, yes. and I was like, you dog, can, like... You <laughs> can thank marijuana for that inspiration. I mean, I'm going to keep it 100. Like, I feel like in my darkest times in my life, you know, they tell you not to turn to drugs or alcohol, but I, I turned to alcohol when I was going through the darkest time of my life and I didn't like the way, it you know, you alcohol make you feel after a while, especially it's easy to get addicted to it. And I, I was a big advocate against weed, of course. I never smoked and I never drank. But when I hit the blunt for my first time, and I experienced my very first high. I loved it, okay? <laughs> it inspired me to do so many great things afterwards, like creating this podcast. I, it was it just it inspired me to be creative, is what I will say. Like it always keep me creative every time I'm smoking. Like, so I'm not I'm not asking y'all to go out there and buy you a pound or anything, it'd be like kids. <laughs> but if you do, holler at your girl, cause I'll come through. Help you finish that <laughs> But You know It's been my biggest inspiration It got me through A lot of stuff And you is A lot of people Do interviews And talk about weed And how weed is bad And stuff like that But Don't knock it Till you try it Especially if you're not One to Smoke weed mm-hmm. You don't know What it makes How it makes you feel Or how it uh, Makes the body feel I mean Cancer patients Smoke a lot of THC And Cannabis uh, Hemp oils and stuff for the pain. So if you're going through a lot of pain internally and you smoke weed, it helps you. Now, I ain't saying go out there and spend your whole check on some weed, but if you're a person that's going through some dark times, try some because, hey, it'll get you through it. Now, it, you might be liking it. You might be stuck a little bit, but... Weed has been one of my biggest inspirations to do a lot of stuff in life, and I thank marijuana for it. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously, it has been. But, I mean, that's just a little icebreak. I mean, 
I like these little icebreakers mm. I be coming so, up with. So if you guys have a, a big inspiration in your life, go ahead on over to our Facebook page and post it on our uh, the board or yeah, the, wall, the wall, whatever they Just call it. Be like my biggest. Uh, matter of fact, we're gonna start a post going. What's your biggest inspirations? And you could just. Let us know who's your biggest inspiration. Who we would love to inspiring. hear them and read them and, you know, con- conversate and chat with you guys yeah, about that. Of course. But let's get this <laughs> up to something serious, a, a serious conversation that doesn't partake in marijuana usage. Okay? <laughs> so, what's our views on gentrification and how important is black representation growing up? And, of course, what's our views on overcoming generational differences so I feel I'm gonna go first I feel like gentrification could be well the way everybody is talking about gentrification is like when you um, go into urban neighborhoods and change the infrastructure remove the historical view of it and stuff like that and you change it and you add you you change the property value around you you knock down older houses to build bigger luxury houses and you move the hipsters in that gonna afford the $2,000 rent the $1,200 rent the $1,300 rent so that's what gentrification is and that's very much live and true but I think what people misconstrue about gentrification I feel like gentrification is what it is right Mm -hmm. so why don't we do the same thing if you feel like a lot of neighborhoods black neighborhoods are being changed to uh, not not necessarily mean better but if you changing it and then you moving out all low income people and stuff like that all the black people that got money could do the same thing. Right. They could absolutely. be buying up all of the why would why do y'all let people buy up your neighborhoods when the biggest drug dealers in your neighborhood have all the money? But they so stubborn and don't want to clean the money. Give the money to somebody to clean. And I'm glad you said that my coworker, uh, she was saying uh like she just hates the fact that a lot of uh, black homeowners, they are, you know, they're selling their homes after Katrina. Right, you sell your And she said she wished she was, uh, she wished she was more of like this activist in the community, to where mm-hmm. she can walk around and knock on black homeowners' doors and, you know, encourage them to say no, you know, to right. selling their homes. Because just like you said in the beginning, once they do that, it's like what they're doing is, and 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 it's going back to them, you know, knocking down the projects. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. What most most of the people stayed here mm-hmm. in New Orleans. And we're talking to our New Orleans people here about the projects. All um, of the projects, all the have projects been knocked down. They knocked them down. They revamped them, and now you have all of these. They, they had this little thing where if you used to stay in there, you have first dibs mm-hmm. on getting back into it. But then there's a whole list of rules you gotta follow, and a whole a lot of people can't go by those rules. Mm-hmm. Like certain projects, you can't play loud right. music and, and stuff. Just, like who's who not gonna play right loud music? Who's not, who not gonna do that? And then my thing is, and it's not just the projects; it's just certain areas where right. a lot of black people lived in in this city, and then it's like they're it's moved, they're moved out, and then you have all of these hips. These white folks standing in these areas that mm-hmm. they don't that they you couldn't even get them and they got to 
stating, right? And you know, years back, they bulking up the prices. Um, I'm pretty sure by the year of 2022, 24, the East New Orleans will be back. The East New Orleans is going to be gentrified, and a lot of people are going to start. I'm already seeing it right now with just buildings, and I'm just thankful that. Is black owners that are buying up all the property. Like Judy uh, from Kaleidoscope brought but the she strip, brought mall, strip mall on and she, you know, not only that, just a a person that stays in the area that you live in buying up the area. Not even that, just Pat Willing had it first, and he, if he would have never started building stuff on Bullet. Nothing would have been there. Uh-huh. And we would have just had just a McDonald's and a Burger, Burger King, King and a Taco Bell. We don't and have much. It. We don't have much out here in the East. But they have a lot of land mm. out here that could be getting developed uh, and stuff like that. Mm. So my thing is with gentrification, if we're going to gentrificate, why y'all don't allow these outsiders to buy y'all Neighborhoods allow if everybody in the hood and I like I go back to the drug dealer. The drug dealers is the ones with the most money. Some of them are living mm. in those neighborhoods right. and their mama own their house, so mm. they ain't gonna be moving. Mm. But you mean to tell me you can't band together, drug dealer, right. and clean your money if you see Miss Gladys' house is Do about something to positive go with it. It's folk. bad enough that you you make it's. Bad enough that it's dirty money, just like you say. Right. Do something positive. You I know, feel like there's no such thing as dirty money. I feel like people just put that on there because it's something that they wouldn't do. We always gonna look at something negative and positive, but there's no negative and positive. If you're doing it a different way, that don't make it right. good. That don't make it bad. Mm-hmm. It's just that you're just doing it to do it. Now, negatively, if you're doing it to harm people, then of course you can decipher the differences. Right. But People be so hard up on gentrification. Yeah, that's messed up, but nothing in life is supposed to stay the same forever. Infrastructures deteriorate. Storms cause some of these buildings to deteriorate. Sometimes, like Katrina, Katrina is about to be gone on 14 years now, and the East has still Dude, been yeah. Katrina 14 years now So what's gonna happen is And all the black people That step in here What's gonna happen is Somebody's from out of town Is gonna be like Oh so they ain't doing nothing It's been Katrina Been 14 years And they ain't doing nothing In the east Oh let me buy up all the land So then when they start Buying up the land And changing stuff around Then we mad about it Being gentrificated But nobody is taking In, in, in consideration Of taking ownership Of their own but I'm so thankful that I live in the East where so many people from the East mm-hmm. are buying land and property in the East. Mm-hmm. My aunties own their beauty right, salon. The they beauty own both of their, both aunties own both of their beauty salons. So can't nobody buy them out unless somebody come with a million dollars. They're not moving. They You can't mm-hmm. buy them out. Because we, in my family, we think that way about Always working for yourself And I'm putting it like this My cousin always said He was never working for the man And you know what my cousin did He bought rental property In black neighborhoods Fixed them up for black people To be able to stay in them He had car car lots Car dealerships He just overall An entrepreneur mm-hmm. So 
If we gonna gentif- gentrificate, allow black folks, y'all black folks listening to this. Right. If y'all got some money, start buying take up charge, some of these. Right. Take if charge. If to me, if that's something that you are interested in, and that's something that you would like to do, and you think it'll make a positive impact in your community, I said go for Please. it. You know, I you know I wit. We we talk about this all the time. Right. If we had that type of money, you know, we we, oh, we want it's some. I'm not gonna I, you know expose the things you, that we want to do, but I, it's a lot yeah, of positive things. People be trying to take right. people ideas, and but stuff. it's a lot of positive things that we want to do within our community. Right. So like, it's like you have to understand the reason. The reason for anything that's negative is because something is negatively affecting change. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So crime is going to be crime, but it's going to be bad if there's nothing to do but kill each other. There's nothing to do to go to the to be uh, recreational active. You know what I'm saying? So maybe if we start to buy our own land, I, I guess that's why they now in music... They're starting to say, take black ownership and take control of black mm-hmm. ownership, and that's cool. But don't go, don't go be like I don't want the Oprah out there or Tyler Perry out there. But don't go, be one of them and go buy land somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you from hip. The reason why I wanted to talk about this one too is because. And Tyler Perry too. I don't care if you listen to the show. I don't care. <laughs> but I'm talking about you. I don't know where his money go or what he do for the city mm-hmm. by itself. But I know that we not seeing none of the, none of the change that you claim. You know, he said a lot, a mouthful on the BET Awards mm-hmm. about black ownership. But Tyler Perry don't even stay in New Orleans where. He came from. Right. And that's he, what a lot of people were, um, after that speech, a lot of people were kind of getting, coming down on him about yeah, that. Yeah, because um, you can't practice like, something you don't right. preach. Because a I lot mean, of people you can't don't preach know, something you don't practice. Right, because we're not going to sit here and we're not going to say that we don't know, because we, we don't know if he is doing anything for the city, but it's we, like a lot of people feel like he's not doing enough for his, because when you where don't he came see from. It, when you don't see it, then you're going to always be like, well, he talking a lot, but... He right, but what it. are you actually doing? Right, because we could talk. We could talk. This is what we do. Yeah, we talk, 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 talk. But I but it's like, see. where is it? You know, yeah, exactly. Because like you were like just talking about showboat. how you brought the biggest thing in Atlanta, but Atlanta didn't make you. Right. New Orleans did. If it wouldn't have been for your plays at the single right. theater and going mm. all that, you wouldn't be mm. what it is. And and not only that, it's just that. All of these major, mm-hmm. even like, I don't want to throw them under the bus to make it seem like they're not doing mm-hmm. it, but I just feel like right. they need to do way more. Show it. Show and me you be see, out here is, doing see, it. See, this is my thing. Because Ellen, all and of I'm them not, is from here, right. but and what we knocking. got is 14 years after Katrina, right. and we still living like Katrina was yesterday. And I'm yesterday. not knocking what he's doing, but I feel like all of this talent that we have in the city alone, we have singers, we have actors, we have models. My thing is, Y'all that could have been... together and buy property for these no. niggas. Or it could have been, he could have created something here for those, you know, those talented individuals. Because, I mean, you have Noka. Noka only takes you so far. I mean, right. it's... And then, not only that, Noka don't be accepting just a, everybody because yeah, they, they did right. not accept me when I had to do my uh 
I had to do a, uh, you know, <laughs> you had to do a test to get in. Right. You had to, I was right. an artist. But right, Noka is just mainly but for that's just like one. it's yeah, it's for high. It's it's basically a high school almost, but it's Middle it's a performing school. art. Yeah, school. it's a performing so art school. It's, it's he could have built the Tyler Perry. Right. So you it's limited to, to a certain amount of of people. You know I what's should, crazy? This say. is why I don't give Beyonce too much heat because mm. she ain't even from here, and they didn't brought property here. We didn't see Solange then Solange settled here because her husband's here. I mean, but and then her husband is a a big time mm. movie pro- producer, I believe. Uh, uh he's a he's, he's a producer. Something. He's, he's something. something. But they've been doing a lot. For the city And mm. people know That they be doing A lot for the city mm. Because When Beyonce brought That big old uh, Old church And stuff like made that it, it made news Like you ain't You don't even have to do nothing Just the fact that You brought the church In a city where It was it Torn was Ran there. down Sit down just You brought there. it It's an investment You never know They might it Sell it Or read the, They probably <clears throat> flipped it And sold it that's what it's talking about investing. If more of our people invest in their own instead of trying to go and live above their means, like what I mean, and this is why I said I brought Tyler Perry up is because he's from here, but yet he moved away and helped better a community that was already thriving. Atlanta is full of. Artists I'm saying and, they have and, it already. And, so I feel like what more what do, what we, more do they need? They exactly. have all of the resources. That's why a lot of people pick up and they move Go there because Atlanta. the resources are there. Yeah, they have plenty of beauty supply, plenty, pretty, plenty artists, mm. plenty actress. Mm. Like that is that to me, they could call New Orleans Hollywood South, but, but Atlanta that's the Hollywood is of really the South. Hollywood of the South Like everybody go there And in order for you to make it You have to travel through One of three states Atlanta Well four Atlanta New York uh, California And Florida mm-hmm. If you want to get in a drug lane <laughs> But still Like <laughs> um, It's just That's just the four major cities That you could get The the notoriety The notoriety you know what I mean You know I got tongue tied just now But You can really do some Good stuff mm-hmm. In those cities And Those right. cities are already Made Made Right I feel like you shouldn't have to But I also feel like You shouldn't have to Run and pick up And go somewhere else Just to make it in life Right I He feel brought like a you big ass able... mansion Why you ain't buy A big ass mansion Out here And then All of that money you got You could have brought The damn land And you could have got him To build it from the ground up Not only that There's one piece of land in particular that I feel like somebody need to buy and make it into this big old thing. The old theme park of Six Flags. Well, you know they're about to to do something with that anyway. I know they're about to tear it down, but... It might just be sitting there Just like a lot of stuff. I mean, they have no other It sat there for so damn long. It sat there for 14 years. And you mean to tell me no? None of all of these celebrities is, that's from here that live here. See, this is my all thing. of y'all. But see, this is my thing with that Six Flags. That's y'all property. Y'all brought that from somebody because ori- remember originally it was Jazzland, but then Six Flags brought it and it Odeon changed. Brought it. And it changes to Six Flags. So mm-hmm. my thing is, why would you let one of your properties sit there for almost? 14 years before y'all decide that y'all gonna do something with it. I saw it on the news like mm-hmm. a while back and it was saying um it's gonna cost it's gonna it's gonna cost a lot of money just to it's, 
it's to gonna tear go, it down. It's because they let it sit for so it's long. Too long. So you don't you don't know you don't know what you're going into. You going I'm gonna tell you what you're going into. <laughs> you're going into a lot of wild animals that then made wild, that home yes. because the east in general is nothing but swamp and jungle area. Not that's what they used to call. That's why it's called Little Woods. All of the back part of going towards Mishu I'm about was to say, just and woods. when you go back there, you could still see it's possum. Yes, I seen vultures back there, but we we get a little <laughs> bit too far in, but still. And all is a lot of stuff back there. And then, like you said, you gonna call it's gonna cost so much money to tear it down. But look how much money you're gonna be, you're gonna gaining, be gaining back, back. Mm-hmm. from just when all they had to do it. was re- no. But they don't even know if they're gonna rebuild it and make it a theme park. It's just probably just gonna be an empty they, lot. What they said a back a while back. What they said they was gonna do is invest in uh, making keeping a big keeping a big roller coaster. Keeping a couple of little rides, mm-hmm. but changing into a strip mall okay. with a, a baseball field or something over there, mm-hmm. which is good. Okay. So I if you do that. that, people could go over there and ride the Mega Zephyr. Uh, my thing is, if they would have kept it Jazzland, Jazzland, the, the city of Louisiana would have been able to fix it back up and make it back into because I that could have been owned, a landmark. I wonder who owned who owned it when it was Jazzland. I don't know, but you know that's why we talking about our people always buying uh, stuff me, and taking it <laughs> and selling it. So that little so that that change and yes. we're just like you know what here, right? Yeah, it is. Crazy. Where's my money? <laughs> but I'm about to look into that. I'm about to see. I'm about to read up on it Yeah So let's get back into Like we were saying Like this whole theme park And jazz land and stuff So you found the information Mm -hmm. about it So basically it was just um, It's owned by now Because it had like Three different names before But it's not Palace Entertainment Um, It's an amusement park Uh, It just owns amusement parks The headquarters is in uh, Newport Beach, California, and it was founded in 1998. So it's not, it's not old. Yeah, it's it's something new. It's somebody that that Mm -hmm. own parks. And they have, they have a lot of parks. They, uh, they have California, Florida. So can y'all come fix uh, 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 Six Flags or whatever you want to call it? Right. So they have, like, I mean, they like they've been having talks about you know putting this Mm -hmm. park back together and doing other things with it. But Mm -hmm. of course, they just you know. It's just, it's just Look, talk. So at the end of the day, you have to think about how much money you you think mm-hmm. about how much money you're gonna spend getting it clean, but think about how much money you will get having it running up and running, mm-hmm. and people are actually being able to go. You if if you buy if you make an outlet mall and a movie theater and a and a theme park and just in general. That space is a big enough space to have a lot of concerts and stuff that you could generate the wealth from that and build the infrastructure around it and make it better. That way, the East will grow faster if you fix mm-hmm. Jazzland because that's the only thing that's really preventing people from coming back here and buying stuff. You know what I'm saying? But. Mm-hmm. They trying, but they just taking a time. Well, apparent, apparently, you know, they're going to, uh, they do have the talks about the, 
that it may be uh, demolishing it very soon. So. But hurry up, because I'm tired of seeing wild boars and <laughs> vultures and all that fly around there like it's, <laughs> like it's uh, Jurassic Park. Right. <laughs> like they shot. But then we were talking about, because we, we could go on and off about gentrification and how that affects us. But we, we have to talk about how important black representation is growing up. And like mm. I said, if you even look at Jazzland in itself, what it was, what it came from and what it became, is an important thing that we have representation for black people. Like, mm-hmm. as far as me, I have my own opinion about how I feel about black representation because for me, mm-hmm. me in general, I've seen it all my life. So, of course, mm-hmm. I know it's important. But I have my pros and cons about right. it. But still, it is important for people who don't get to see it every day. Mm-hmm. Like, they have people that really, like, we just talked about how the projects, some people didn't know outside of the projects before the projects was the projects. You know what I'm saying? People, people grew up in rural neighborhoods mm-hmm. and crime-infested neighborhoods that all they saw was... Black people killing black people, black people robbing each other. But they never really saw somebody from the hood make it. And when they do see it, they're envious about the person coming from the hood making it. But in in a general aspect, black representation, rap, black positive representation is important. We, t- we talk about how we mm-hmm. see the dope dealers in the neighborhood, but we don't talk about how... Uh, like we said, Tyler Perry come from a neighborhood that was, f- mm-hmm. and he made it out. Right, I do. I absolutely agree with you that um, black representation is very important. Um, I really believe that our black children need to see um, not just positive and it, just like you said. You know, they have to see, like you said earlier. You know, they have to see negativity just as well as positivity um, within representation in the black community because mm-hmm. most of most of our children, um, that's what they normally see. They see negativity in their lives rather than positive. So I I, I strongly believe that um, that's why they need more black teachers in the classrooms to teach our children. Um, it's I mean, and you know, this is no, no, um, no hatred or anything towards uh, teachers of other races, mm-hmm. but I really believe that our children need someone that's of them mm-hmm. to teach them because it's, you know, they... I think that when someone's up there, you know, that, you know, hey, that person looks just like me and they, you know, they know, you know, the struggle and they know how it is out here for us. I think children, our children will take more of, they'll not take it seriously, but they will see that um, they can do certain things that these people are doing, you know? Right. Because, you know, if they're always saying negative, then, then they they're gonna, gonna they're gonna they're go gonna repeat to that. Negative. They're gonna repeat that. Right. What they, that's what, why we have right. more that's why we have more drug dealers, more basketball then we players, have then we have teachers and teachers, lawyers, social workers. Not and even that, like just that. people in production, movies and stuff like that. We don't have we we literally have for every white 
for every white director and producer they have, there's literally two to three black producers and directors and people okay. creating, you know, wealth and jobs for black mm. people. Like, we just, and when we talk about the T, about they having a female Thor, just in that, in general, they need more black representation, positive stuff that they can see on TV. Mm. That's why people... You have children that mm-hmm. say, oh, I want to be just like Beyonce because to them, Beyonce is their outcome to being something great. Right. Nobody is talking about being the next Martin Luther King anymore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we was growing up, everybody wanted to be Martin Luther King. Like, I was like, boy, Martin Luther King so old. Like, y'all in the <laughs> 90s, y'all want to be Martin Luther King. But that's just was how... Much powerful, how much black representation we had for me growing up. I tell you all the time, my biggest inspiration was Oprah Winfrey. That's why I got into podcasting mm-hmm. because even though she didn't do podcasts, she did, she did news and stuff like that. Like she was a reporter. She was a reporter. I feel like that's what podcasting is. We report information in our own and we give viewpoint, and I mm-hmm. own my own stuff. I don't work for somebody. I do this because I want to do it, and I'm. I'm getting my fan base is coming up a little bit. It ain't too high, but it's <laughs> it's coming up like people really mess with us and this stuff mm-hmm. and we keep it up. We could be like Oprah Winfrey and sit at the table with oh. Okay. Because I wanna sit at the table and tell her to write me a check. <laughs> <laughs> but And then um to bring up uh just like another point, uh the this movie that's about to come out, um this year in October, Black and Blue. Um it has to do with uh, a a black Female police officer that witnessed the death of a drug dealer. Oh yeah, I forgot. She's running. um, She's basically, you know, people. They're trying to kill her. The people that killed the killing. Definitely something that people need to watch because sometimes all we get to see is men being police officers, men being presidents, men being firefighters, men being superheroes, but we don't get to see. The realistic side, which women are doing the same things and risking their lives the same way, they opposite sex. But that movie in general is just about seeing a black female police officer being hunted out because that is true. That really happens. And it's made in Anola. Shout out to <laughs> Anola. Okay. So, but it's true because remember the black police officer I don't know if a lot of people know this story but they had a black female officer that killed the Asian people in in the east oh yeah yeah a yeah, long yeah. Time it used ago. to be a Chinese restaurant on, um, right there by with Fantasy Crowder. that's the wire Bullet the wire and Bullet like that that's realistic like crooked cops are not just men crooked cops is women and uh, crooked cops also hunt women Officers. I don't know how many women officers are being killed at the hands of corruption mm-hmm. behind the scenes. So definitely you got to go see that movie because I can't wait. I forgot all about that movie. Mm-hmm. That They add that on the BET Awards. I don't know how it, we ain't talking about it that. It sure was. Like, ah, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> and Homegirl is running, okay? She ain't getting caught, okay? So Homegirl might be October 25th, surviving, okay? It comes out. But that. That is in, in two because if you see, if she don't die at the end of this movie, how many black women might come and won't be police officers after that? Right. I mean, I know I wanted to be a police officer at one point before they was... 
killing us, but <laughs> I don't want to be a police officer. Now I want to stick to my podcast, what I do, what mm-hmm. I do the best. But still, you know, like so many people might want to be police officers, just like when Space Jam came out. Everybody wanted to be a basketball player. Right. Everybody wanted to be just mm-hmm. like Mike. But do you feel like we see too much of that? Of course of, we do. You know, they they want to be entertainers. They want to be athletes now. Nobody really doesn't want to be like lawyers and doctors and because teachers. Because lawyers and, and teachers and doctors, that take more time and less mm-hmm. money. Being but an to actress, me, if you got to think gain. about it. But see, you got to think about it too. I wouldn't necessarily say that that takes less time because no. you if you're not if you're not good right you're just not good but that's you ain't what making people it. that's what people think like they they look at oh you got to go to law school for what you had, I was in school for like 8 years mm-hmm. they think of oh 8 years is a long time I and I'm spend more money investing in it than picking up a basketball and make quarter mm-hmm. million dollars just because I was good but Certain people don't realize that you're going to either be good or bad. And everybody not good at rapping. Everybody not good at singing, acting. Sure the hell not. Entertainment-wise, a lot of people are not good. But no. they're starting to get paid for not being good. I mean, at one point... Because I could think about a lot of people in my off the top of my head I could head tell right you now. a whole book. <laughs> okay? But that I don't know how they got a Beyonce damn Beyonce is contract. in that list. Stop you know acting. Stick to singing. Okay. Girl, you look ahead. I'm about to knock your head with that mug. I just had to throw that out there because, you know, people was making fun of uh, uh, mm. <laughs> Beyonce. But you see, you know, another trend that's starting to work on my nerves, too, mm. and it may, it may kind of get off a subject, mm. but I, I cannot stand, and I don't care who hates me for saying this, but I cannot stand when... People are telling us that we need to support our black businesses. Yeah. And we talked I, I, about I, I, this. I, I know. We, we, I hate that, Let too. Let me tell you about this. I understand what you're what you bringing up about supporting, but my thing is you have to be an appealing person and you have to be... You have to be a people's person for somebody to support you. So right. if you come, if I'm coming into your establishment, Keisha, and you have this nasty you can't get mad at us. and this and that, I'm not gonna support you. Right? And then you telling us to wash our hair before we get here, Keisha? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not about to play with you. Like this is what I'm coming in here to pay you for to wash my hair, deep condition, set everything. Like right, but that actually go along with what we talking about how black. Is so beautiful And how it's also So ugly ugly. Like We constantly been told To support our own But in reality Our own Do not give us A good And they don't want to be Right to support Then they go about Talking about Well y'all don't do this To the big corporations Baby The big corporations Have been around For so long To know the pros And the cons Of what they need to do And they're gonna do To fulfill The consumers Y'all just getting into it. You're not a part of a chain. So, of course, you're spending more money investing in your own stuff than the uh, big corporations. Mm -hmm. Overall, you can't really fault anybody. It should be support business in general that helps provide a better Mm -hmm. way of living for everybody, Mm -hmm. not just black people, white people. And that's why I feel like we need to stop colorizing everything. Support black business. I understand black business to the mainstream is not mm. supported like it should be, but who fault is that? Sometimes you got to look yourself in the mirror. Right. No, sometimes you have to look yourself in the mirror and say, well, what am I not doing 
for my consumers to not support me. Exactly. I'm a black woman that's in this industry of entertainment. I don't know how many black people mess me over hmm. because they want something for free. Right. I don't know how many black people wanted video shot for free. And I'm out here, before I wasn't even doing it based off the money, and I'm still not doing it based off the money. But people will know that and try to use that. Well, can you do this for me? Can you do this? I still, like right now, I just posted on Instagram. Somebody is going to inbox me about, oh, can we link up? I want to do this, that, and that, but they ain't going to talk about money. And see, that's why I be minding the business that pay me because I don't got time for that, okay? <laughs> I have to, you know, put my hat on. But that's basically one one of the mm-hmm. greatest aspects of it. But also, we got to talk about um, our views on overcoming the gener- generational differences that we have. Mm-hmm. So, like we just said, like white people grow up different than some black people. Black people, some white people grow up in the same, same conditions. conditions. Right. So, how do we overcome the generational? Mm-hmm. Disconnect mm-hmm. with ownership, mm-hmm. uh, like we said. I think to me, um, just like we said before, we just need to um, just have more positive role models. Being in just just general, not just and I'm not going to say role color. models, but people who are willing to mm-hmm. invest money into invest, the, the smaller people, and then us, you know, trying to break break those curses by not by saying, you know, by saying and doing. I'm not going to turn out how such and such was. I'm going to do better for myself. Right. Because right. we need to take ag- accountability for ourselves and we can't oh, always... That's my favorite word, accountability. We can't always blame it on certain things that happen in our lives before us. We right. have to take account- accountability for ourselves. Right. So we need to get out of that. Well, this happened. This is why the way I am. Yeah. No, you got to get out of that. Also, in, gotta get out of in, in one of our studies, we had like generational wealth and how... Jim Crow laws and segregation really affected the growth of black people. That's what they say. But I honestly don't believe that that even affected black people in a sense because black people had, if if that was the case, there wouldn't have been no black Wall Street. That's why it got burnt down because it was flourishing better than any other place in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, that one spot was making more money and it was all black, black banks, black hospital, black everything. When we when we was to when we invested in ourselves like that, that grew the attention of some people who didn't like that. So they of course they burnt it down and killed people and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. That was back then. That same thing applies now, but in a different way. And I said in the episode while back we either gonna live in flight mode or fight mode so you have to decide if you're gonna fight Mm -hmm. for your people and continue to build the Mm -hmm. despite people Mm -hmm. putting you down and saying you're not gonna mount to anything you're not gonna be anything Mm -hmm. we have to continue the race like nipsey hustle always said the marathon must continue in order everything to work out in our future. We have to continue to build wealth. If you say we don't have enough black business, we don't have enough black ownership, we, we have to start 
teaching that to our children about ownership and not just, oh, well, you the only way you can make it out is if you be a basketball player, entertainer. No, right. we need more educators. Educators. We need more doctors, lawyers, lo- doctors, lawyers, psychologists. I don't yes. even know how much. That's a that's a. Good I'll one. have to say, like that's, that's why one. black people don't go seek mental help because they don't want to give they their don't problems sit down to and talk to somebody else. Like, they don't look like them. that. Goes back to what I said earlier. Like we need more representation of us in these fields and stuff I'm like that. I'm so this. happy that when I experienced that and had to go to. Uh, psychology Because I was in a uh, car accident And I had to go see a therapist Because I couldn't drive in certain cars With people My therapist was black And I'm glad that I got experience. Everything that I'm asking for mm-hmm. I've experienced mm-hmm. it So I want it to be more That's why I'm always uh, Lending ear to people that need Somebody to talk to Everybody gravitate towards me Because I know what it feel like To want that same thing Right So We need more psychologists And I don't know how many times My mama told me I need to go to school for psychology I need to go to school for law I need to do a lot of stuff According to my mama So I think <laughs> that's what I need to do Is go back to school for both So I, I could be a psychologist well. And a lawyer at the same time I might can help you After you get locked up But Ugh <laughs> uh, we could go on and on yes. about generational wealth. Oh, of course we have the links. We're going to put the links of generational wealth. Oh, yeah, well, gen- yeah, because they had one of them, um, the chick was talking about, if I can remember, uh, right, but she was basically saying how in her family, you know, everybody waited to basically be able to purchase a Maserati yeah, like, You know what? I'm like going to play that. I'm going to Right, because it, it, was, it was a good one. And she made, she made some valid points about what she was saying. So this is coming from off of Facebook. Um, I don't know the person's name, but it's one of those. Ep- it's one of those. Um, it's one of those uh, audio clip videos that um, people uh, tend to, uh, you know, share over and over and over again. But the girl was saying how. Just imagine if everybody in your family, she said basically everybody in there. There's always one or two people that have a million dollars in their family. Imagine if everybody came together and built off to that one million to quadruple it. Mm-hmm. She said, I lived in an apartment because that's all my sister cut off for. And here go the audio right here if you can. <laughs> Let me play it. Oh. Um, Wait. Technical there difficulties. Go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Right now, you probably have four family members who are literally paying about mortgage or rent $1,500, or this is worth to $2,500. I live in a million-dollar home. Do you know if y'all just sacrifice just, just four years together? Y'all put a deposit and just pay the mortgage together and put the rest of the money that y'all was paying regardless to the side? Then you guys could refinance the property and then go buy something else. You see what I'm saying, but it's like we have to work in unity and together. You know what I mean? When I first bought my home, we have a rule in the family. No one is allowed to buy something all of us can afford it. Right. So yeah, I was living in an apartment that my sister could afford until we all could afford it. I couldn't drive around in a Maserati until my entire family could afford it. And so that's important. We have to get together because we are... 
And but, that that was facts. Mm-hmm. Because look, if you look at it, that what she said also, if you do that, that could eliminate envious family and all of that, all of the stuff that every average family have. The reason why we have it is because we certain family members have things that we don't have. I know, mm-hmm. I know, I know. I felt some kind of mm-hmm. way whenever my little cousins got something that I didn't get. Mm-hmm. My mama couldn't afford to get me mm-hmm. a car, but my little cousins got it. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like, "Oh, you don't got a car? What you what you doing? What you doing?" Mm-hmm. But how about if we all waited to everybody could afford a car? Mm-hmm. Or if we all waited to everybody could afford a big house? Mm-hmm. Or if we all put all that money together so that everybody could get a car? Mm-hmm. But that guess, would eliminate a lot of know, envious of cousins that would be slicing tires and stuff. But you know, a group of people that do that and say what you want about these people, those Vietnamese, those oh, are a group of people Vietnamese, that stick together. The Vietnamese do it. The Arabs do it. How could I forget about them? The Mexicans do it. That's why you see it. all of these damn gas stations. We're the only ones. You got white Mexican, folk, they stand in a, a two-bedroom. White folk do it. We're the they only ones. They stand in a two-bedroom house. They got about eight people sitting up in the house. But we're only we're the only. But we can't do that because we because we too territorial and we like that. I can't sit around you but for all this long that. time. In a black household, it's more of. Who's going to help pay for the house? So if you a 16-year-old kid, you got to go out there and get a job to contribute to the house. And nine times out of ten, the parent is not working enough hours or making enough money to make sure they carry the bulk of the weight. So sometimes the children are reliant on making sure mortgages mm-hmm. is paid and light bills. I don't know how many Keisha Keontae's two years, <laughs> two years old with a water bill in the name. I don't know how many. And that also create debt for uh-huh. kids who didn't even get a I'm chance so to glad. build it. My mama never did that to any of us. Well, put uh, name, put uh, bills in uh, our uh, names. Uh, uh, I can't speak for that, but <laughs> I'm just saying in general, like oh, that God. is the reason but why. But it's so, it's so, it's it's so. But that was what she I said. Can't never give my words together. But it's so common, right? It's very. You see that a lot. And but that's why we're behind. And people think, oh, it's because the white man have this, the white man have this, the Indian have this. No, when the Indians immigrate from whatever part they're from, one of them have a house. Somebody from years ago that came to America from, let's say, Iran or something, then brought a house, established themselves, so now they're moving their cousins. All right, now, Rahid, you going to work, you going to stay with me, but you got to work at my gas station. And until you make enough money to circleize that money, the money have to be able to generate through everybody. Why you think they got so many Asians that live in a house? Because they're going to work at the nail shop until they could save enough money to make their own, buy their own nail shop. Now that's two nail shops in a family. Now you can move more people from Vietnam or more people from Korea or more people from China, wherever you want to go. Why you think they buy the beauty salon, the hair? We we the most spenders, black folks the most spenders, but they the least to invest in themselves. You know what I'm saying? So you can't fault nobody but yourself when we fall behind because we don't think we about don't investing think about in that like that. We think about buying Gucci belts and that mm. shit ain't going. You can't put that in no safe deposit box when you die. <laughs> right. 
buy some raw rubies and something to right. leave for your ancestors. The one thing I always admired about my family, especially a family in a country, we own our land. We own it. And it got to go through at least seven different people before mm-hmm. it got to, it's just going to mm-hmm. be there. Like, mm-hmm. my great-grandmother had, like, 10, mm-hmm. 12 children. Mm-hmm. She just died in 2000, and, well, she died in 2009, 10, one of them, nine, mm-hmm. I think it was, right after we graduated. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I just. She wrote in her will, mm-hmm. can't none of the children, can't none of the girl, grandchildren get mm-hmm. the property, but all of the children have to. Mm-hmm. Until the last one died. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I commend like a lot of uh, you know black families that, that you know they invest like that. their money mm-hmm. and you know they, you know they're smart about Grandfather, what they invest in. Because right. my thing is, you can invest in stuff, but you need to be smart in what you invest exactly. in. You need to have the knowledge in what you're investing exactly. in. Because you don't want to just invest in something because it looks good to you because right. that puts you in debt, that puts you in holes right. for years and stuff like, like that. Example, so you just have to be smart about what you do. I wish I could have thought smarter. Because, like I said, my my two aunts own their beauty salon. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to go to school for criminal justice. I could have went to beauty school to learn how to do hair. And you could have been working and in the shop. And I could have been working at and both her, of the shops. Both of them until I made enough money to own my own mm-hmm. beauty supply. A beauty salon. Or not even beauty salon, but beauty supply. I could have had my own beauty supply. Now that's three. You got to come buy your hair from me. Plus, you got you could go get your head done from my aunties. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My 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 grandfather he owned his own taxi, meaning he owned a number to his taxi. He drove mm-hmm. taxi cabs. Even when Uber and Lyft was coming up, he still was making bank. So I don't even understand why a lot of taxi cab drivers was not getting the funds that they needed. But because Grandpa was definitely I making bank. I think my great grandfather owned his too. I think so. It's like those, have the but you know what? Did, Nobody want to be public servants anymore. Mm-hmm. They want to all be celebrities that get help from public servant. Mm-hmm. But that's where the money at. Transit. Go get your CDL license and go drive trucks. Go go get your class B class whatever class license you want to go drive trucks, drive trains, drive boats, mm-hmm. ships. There's plenty of work out here. Right. There's plenty of stuff you could be doing, but people want to be easy money and not work for it. But that's why they're going to always be behind and say we need to support our own. I'm not supporting nothing that don't benefit the community around it, period. 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 Just like the big old (laughs) church on Crowder that they built. You build a big old church, but who benefits from that church being there? That area doesn't benefit you mean to tell me you got to go to church and come out and see shit? Like, there's nothing on Crowder for them people mm-hmm. to come out of church. You Can't only go, go to church two and, days of the week, Wednesday and Sunday. Like, Can't what? go sit down and eat you, nowhere because well. it ain't there. There's there's nothing there. But you go bring your money back to Metairie or Slidell or Shelmet, where the food place mm-hmm. is at. So how the East going to grow? Right. But like I said, we could talk about this forever. We could talk about <laughs> gentrification. <laughs> All night long till our face turned blue. But uh I don't know. We just gotta get it together as a group of humans and not a group of individual cultures like black culture, white culture. Cause to be honest with you, we all struggle the same. 
we all going to be broke if the zombie apocalypse ever decides to come. <laughs> so I think we just need to be just thinking about how we going to get out of that. But like I said, we could go on and on about this. But just, I've been waiting all day for this tea, but we had to talk. We had to talk about this whole topic in general. So I hope you enjoyed it. So just spill the tea. I just, I've been waiting all so day. So this week's tea come from, of course, the Messy Shade the Room. Shade. And then uh, TMZ as well. Like we said before, we only trust two sites. The TMZ and the shade shade room. room. If it don't come from them, we ain't reporting it. We ain't spilling it. Because I don't think it'd be real if it don't come. (laughs) If it don't come from the shade room or TMZ, I don't be thinking it's real. Like when Nipsey Hussle died, I was like, I don't think it's real. Ain't on TMZ. And then when he died, I was like, damn, he really gone. Got that notification from TMZ. he, He got that. He really gone. So like that's what I'm saying. Like spill tea. So our first. Um, celebrity topic comes uh, from the shade room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so Kevin Garnett reportedly ordered to pay one hundred thousand dollars a month in child and spousal support. So, um, how much is it too? Uh, wait, how much is too much for child and spousal support? Um, well, when you're an accomplished NBA player, one hundred thousand dollars sounds just about right to a judge. According to court doc- documents obtained by the Blaze, Kevin Garnett was ordered to pay his estranged wife, Brandy Garnett, one hundred thousand dollars a month to cover spousal and child support. This may be temporary, as the order is only valid until they put a permanent deal in place. Brandy filed for divorce early this year and sought physical custody of their two children. Um, Caval and Capri, if I said that correctly, Kevin responded with his own filing against for joint um, legal and physical custody of the kids. Um, Kevin apparently also asked the court to remove the spousal support for Brandy as the couple signed a prenup a month before they got married. Brandy is, however, fighting the prenup and claiming that Kevin uh, violated the terms of the agreement. Brandy reportedly claims that the prenup stated that almost everything would be his, adding that she would only receive an initial payment of $500,000 or I'm sorry, $500,000 oh, right, $500, or $1 million. Um, Brandy believes he violated the terms of the agreement because, according to her, Kevin was supposed to fund a joint account with $12 million, uh, that they would split equally in the event that they separated. Brandy apparently claims that the account wasn't what it was said to be, claiming there was nearly nothing in there. We will keep y'all posted on this tea because it is Lipton, baby. Lipton hot, okay? My thing is with this whole thing, and I hate when this stuff happens when, you know, couples that have been together for a long, long, long time, and then, of course, they divorce, and then money gets involved in stuff like that. Um, to me, she shouldn't have signed no damn prenup if, you know, that was the case. Um, my thing is, she is old. That to me, I believe she she should get more because you know she's raising two children. Um, I don't know if there are two boys, but she's raising children, mm-hmm. so of course she's gonna need that spousal support mm-hmm. and she's gonna need that child support. Mm-hmm. Um, I I believe they should just uh really sit down and come to a, a agreement yes. on you know yes. something that's uh feasible and reasonable, right? You know, and I because think they'll be at the okay. End of the day- like every everybody, I know they're gonna have a lot of people, but like, no, she don't need that because you know, she ain't making that much, so why she need that much? Well, this is the thing when you date or marry 
uh, NBA player, NFL player, anybody in the entertainment that make over a million dollars, that's a lifestyle that they have to put into. So yeah, that that, that joint account they had mm-hmm. probably this when she said away. It, it was never. It never. It got, was never got. It was. It was supposed to be twelve million, but the account was never uh, open, or like they were saying that some the money was never never put into, put into it. it. So, but see, that's the thing. That's what when it's it's just a a slippery slope with this one because, like I said, mm-hmm. that's why I always preach about getting your own, doing your own. Like mm-hmm. you don't. Yeah. Don't rely on his money because he already gonna be mm-hmm. bitter now. You now y'all separated and he don't feel like mm-hmm. you need to be entitled of any of his money. But a lot of men gotta understand when you lay with a woman, you get pregnant, get her pregnant. Just know you're not only contributing to the lifestyle of your your children because they're famous children now. You right. have you want their mama to just be stuck out raising famous children alone without the without the same mm-hmm. income. It's different mm-hmm. when it was two income or uh, if mm-hmm. it was his income. Right. But now she's separated. Right. She and can't he's saying, right. And right. he's saying to take the he wants the spouse to uh Stuff to be taken out because they signed the prenup. Quote well, unquote. that I feel like should because if she did sign right. a prenuptial agreement, mm-hmm. technically she ain't mm-hmm. entitled to nothing. But she's saying, but she's fighting it because he, he broke the terms. What he? What, They're not saying what see, the terms so were. We need to know these terms because right. if he broke it, then, <laughs> then, then, then she needs the spouse to support. Right, but if you broke if, the term. But if you signed it, it don't. Mm-hmm. It don't. It's uh, maybe, not involved. Maybe it was the joint account. Maybe that was the terms that was bro- broken. The the joint. But still, account. in all, m- money, money brings greed mm-hmm. and envy, and that's why they be like, "Oh, he ordered." Now it's obvious he had, she had to go to court, and she had some evidence for him to be ordered to pay that much. Mm-hmm. But still, in all, like we gotta stop using money and holding that over the man head or woman head because a lot of people like to preach that but women are paying child support too to men that didn't have a lifestyle before they met her oh Holly Berry is definitely paying (laughs) child support and she, all she wanted was a baby. She I was didn't sister want the Britney drama. Spears. Oh, not that she went to shaving her head because she had went through a nervous breakdown. Uh, who else? A but, lot of women paying child support equally mm, than men. Like right. we just don't show women and men the differences. But we talking about child support. Which well, one? I mean, if we talking about spousal marriage, oblige, oh, she's yeah. paying spousal support for her she husband. She's paying su- spousal support, and he the one who cheated. So he the one who broke the agreement. Mm-hmm. And they tried to make her pay child support for a child that wasn't hers. Mm-hmm. So let's not call a kettle black. So if Kevin got a paid, hey, Kevin. Pay your child support, okay? Because <laughs> you brought it on yourself. Right. That's why we totally, tell y'all that's say, to I, watch who y'all have sex I totally with agree. and who y'all have I feel have like she, she's older. I don't know how long they've been married, but I mean, fuck, she got kids with him. Exactly. She, she's entitled to everything so that she has. So give This ain't got nothing to do with And to do me, $100,000 ain't nothing to it's you. It's got everything to do with you being a, right. a major baller. Kevin Garnett, the it. name Kevin Garnett. Itself, you lucky she ain't do a Tina and kept the name, <laughs> cause Tina kept the name and, and Ike wasn't getting paid for nothing, nothing after that. Okay, but 
Okay, we talked about how black representation is important. We got us a little Thor Isha right. now. We got so, a Thor Isha. We don't got so a Thor. We got a Thor Isha now. <laughs> Tess Thompson will play Marvel's first LGBTQ plus superhero in the next Thor film. So can we get a yes for representation? Marvel Studios is giving a platform to queer people of color by having Tess Thompson's uh, and I... I'm going to butcher this character's name, but it's Valkyrie Valkyrie character uh, be its first LGBTQ hero. The news was revealed during Marvel Studios' uh, Hall H panel at Comic-Con this weekend, according to Hollywood Reporter. At the end of the Avengers Endgame, we apologize if we're spoiling anything, but I know most of y'all have seen it by now. Valkyrie... Um, assumed the role of ruler of New Asgard, the town uh, populated by refugee Asgardians. As new king of Asgard, she needs to find her queen. That will be the first order of business, Tess said during the panel. She was obviously talking about Valkyrie, who will be um, appearing in the fourth Thor film, Thor Love and Thunder. The movie will also see the return of Chris Helmsworth as the the Norse god. Um, this isn't the first time Tess has openly talked about her character's sexuality. She said in an interview with Rolling Stone that director Taki W uh, pitched her with the pitched her, pitched her the character as being bisexual as she is portrayed in the comic books. But the last Thor film itself did not address her sexuality, and now um, here new comments suggest that will change in the new film. Marvel having a gay superhero should uh, come as no surprise to fans as Marvel Studios um, head Kevin uh, F. has long promised the MCU would include an LGBTQ plus hero. Filmmakers, the Russo brothers, including the studio's first openly gay character but not a hero in Avengers Endgame. Co-director Joe Russo played a gay man on... Lamming, lamming the loss of his partner in Captain America's lead therapy session. Mm-hmm. We've done um, four of these films, and it was incredibly important to use, well, to us to have a gay character represented somewhere in one of these four films, Joe Russo told The Hollywood Reporter ahead of Endgame's release. Uh, we felt so strongly about it that... I wanted to play that character in the film. So what are your thoughts on the new Thor film and that, you know, having a, a I gay I feel like superhero? it's not just a gay superhero because we've seen a lot of gay superheroes. I mean, well, I've seen it. You could call Paula a superhero if you want to. For real. She really is. Like, y'all just don't know RuPaul is definitely paved the way for this to even be. You know what I'm saying? If you want to look at it, just in TV, seeing mm. that person. But having a female, an actual, there's not a lot of lesbian. Is, Te- is Tess Thompson, she gay? Yes. I she go with, she go with um, uh, Janelle Monae. She go with that. Janelle Monae. Oh. Yes. Right. That's Janelle right, my, lady. My sister, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. But... There's not a lot of gay female roles in general mm. because one, 
that is just over sexualized. Men get heated when they see that, you know. But just to see a female Thor, whether she's mm. gay or mm. not, just to see a female Thor is mm. just gonna. And just to see a gay female Thor is gonna have gay women wanting to be different and mm. straight women mm. wanting to be superheroes. Mm. We had we had what we females just had the had uh uh they got the Thor. They got they just uh casted another woman, uh 007. 007 oh, is a yeah, black yeah, woman. Yeah, sure is. You know how long mm-hmm. 007 been? And they was heated about Idris Elba playing, the, but now we got a female playing 007. Like, I don't want to take too much away, but just female representation in general mm-hmm. as far as gay, straight, it's whatever. Good, it's, it's, it's just, just a, good a good look thing. because some people are going to inspire to be them. Just mm-hmm. like I said, RuPaul coming on. RuPaul was the first openly drag queen to compete be on TV that nobody really didn't play with like that. They mm. never played with RuPaul. And it's so weird that you brought that up because um, he talked about like when the, the beginning of the show, you know that they, though I want to say that first season, they filmed that in his um, garage, I think he said. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, he, he's come a long way to. He's came a long way. Ten seasons later. And well, then, not even ten. Ten, and then he got like four All Star seasons. Yeah, he got like so. It's like yeah, all over. But overall, that's just representation. It's really good to me. Endgame, like the end of Endgame. I I haven't seen any of those though. It broke so it broke you know it broke so many barriers because you know they're gonna have a black Captain America. Oh, Anthony Mackie's the black Captain America, and a lot of people. Shout out to New Orleans because we is coming. Anthony Mackie, cousin, I see you. That's my man. That's cousin. But but um, you know he's gonna be the black Captain America, and a lot of people, you know, they wasn't happy about that too. We got a black the black Ariel. Oh my god! It's just like. Damn, let why, people let black people be great. Why, I, I can't wait till we see an Asian Thor or an Asian, you know. <laughs> I want to see all the races and all the sexes come up. Like, everybody need their time. We need an Asian Captain America, an Asian Superman. I don't think they're going to go that far. <laughs> we need to, though. It'll be funny. Like, I want to see it. I want to not just being, like, culturally funny, mm. but just to see an Asian. We, we know Asians could fight. Don't play with them, like Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, <laughs> and they the major Jet Li. All Jet Li. Them, any Asian could fight. That's all I'm saying. I, I just don't play with them. <laughs> I, I want to see them. I want to see them win. I want to see all the sexes win. But <sighs> can oh, somebody God. please free my uh my brother from the presence of Sweden? What's going on with ASAP Man now? accused of assaulting ASAP Rocky won't be charged by Swedish police prosecutors. What a coincidence. Of course. So, um, but he started the whole beat. He he started his own beating, but y'all won't hold him in jail. Free him before his perm swill up. I told y'all, he got to be free. That perm is probably already to <laughs> Well, the ASAP Rocky legend uh, saga just got a lot more complicated. Despite ASAP still being detained by Swedish author- author- uh, authorities. authorities, it has been, it has now been, 
confirmed that the man he uh, he accused of initially assaulting him will not be charged by prosecutors of any crime. According to THR, uh, ASAP is still attempting to be free by Swedish authorities to, uh, to do assault charges. But the man, he says, indicted the incident. Wait, what the... Wait, oh, no. I'm sorry. Ick the... <laughs> Ick the uh, incident Ick is the inc- fully clear. The prosecutors made the decision after watching the video footage from the incident and uh, decided that the man in question acted in self-defense, of course, when he hit one of ASAP's bodyguards with his headphones. Additionally, ASAP is still under investigation as Swedish prosecutors are expected to determine his fate this week, either deciding to formally charge him with assault or release him back to the United States. Um, ASAP's legal outcome could depend on Sweden's um, interpretation of self-defense, which differs uh, from America greatly from the legal... Uh, interpretation in the United States. Mm-hmm. Under Chapter 24 of the Swedish Criminal Code, it is lawful to intervene to uh, prevent and and initiate uh, initiated or implement criminal acts on persons or property, but using excessive force, even in self-defense, can be a criminal offense. Donald Trump's uh, stated last week that he was in touch with Swedish Prime Minister in the hopes of getting ASAP released. Several celebrities have also championed, championed his release, Kanye including West. Kanye West and his wife, Kim Kardashian We West. didn't ask y'all to get him out. The office of the Swedish <laughs> Prime Minister had this to say about the talks with Trump. The Swedish Prime Minister had a friendly and respectful conversation with Trump, lasting about 20 minutes, in which he... he ain't getting out. <laughs> in which he underlined that in Sweden, He ain't getting out with no 20-minute conversation. <laughs> everyone is equal before the law, and that the government cannot and will not attempt to influence the legal proceedings. Um, ASAP Rocky has been t- detained by Swedish authorities Authorities since July 12th. <sighs> so, what do y'all think about long. this? Uh, he only been in there for two, two to and me, a half weeks. Just like we talked when we talked about it, they have like each country has like these their own set of they rules. All set and all of rules. They, they, My own, thing they is, don't go, they don't go by America's set of let rules. Let this boy go. Not just that, just do it like he can't come to, he just he, he's banned and from I, Sweden. And that's what I think is going to end up just happening. Just do that. That's what's going to end up happening. But look. Me being a criminal justice, I have to tell y'all that you can't be a celebrity and go like the thing said. It was excessive force. One thing is smacking a person upside the head, telling them to go about their business and stuff like that. Another different is beating him up with five other people beating him up. That's what excessive force is, which is different from here because excessive force is used all the time and you're getting off... Killing people, left or right. Right. So 
we can't necessarily get mad at Sweden for doing what they have to do as far as their not constitution, but their laws out mm-hmm. there. They have to protect everybody, mm-hmm. and it's obvious that they're gonna set some people mm-hmm. as an example. But if you know, Jay Z didn't get them out, so what they tell you? But you know, <laughs> and he getting everybody because out because I saw this. I saw this on Hot Topic yesterday where I forgot the man name and I wanted to pick that up, but it was a. I want to say he was a musician and of course a white musician. He got into some trouble in Sweden. But he was let go just days later. So he made a comment saying that, you know, basically it's it's a racial thing. And he, you know, he feels like ASAP should have issue should have been treated the same way as his that but here's he should have just been released here's the thing this is not ASAP Records first time mm-hmm. having a tussle with paparazzi or anything so that's why I say people look at your past people look at everything you do mm-hmm. why you think if put it like this for a good example if young boy would have went to Sweden he would be getting the same thing getting done to him because they know his history of you know Getting into fights or getting into just getting into stuff, you know what I'm saying? So that's the same thing. He said Rocky's team is always getting into something. He he either gonna smack you or whatever. Just like the baby shot somebody, he didn't get off for shotting some. He got off for it being a self defense, but he didn't really. He still have. I think he can't. I gotta look more into that, but still, and all, the rules here don't apply everywhere else. So sometimes our musicians and artists, if you wanna put it about race, cool. But still, we gotta stop doing stuff and going to these places, put money into these pockets. But that's ultimately what's gonna end up happening. He probably is going to be banned from Sweden and can't. But he's not gonna wanna go back after Mm -hmm. being treated the way he's been treated. But Everybody has and then a his ride. fans got to suffer because they won't be able to have concerts. They'll just have now. to fly to the next country. Yep. But that's what I wanted to say. Like, um, we have to take accountability for the stuff that we do. And he could have, there's so many things that he could have handled that situation differently and he didn't. And you have to think about you're the moneymaker. Now that you're in jail, nobody's eating right now because you're in jail. But everybody has a right to due process as as well. And that was the problem. They were preventing him from speaking to counsel from his country. They was locking him up without having representation from his country. Right. So that is the major thing that's wrong here. They have to let him have his consultation. Right. Even if you're going to extradite him and ban him from the country, do that. But you can't hold somebody over a fight. What you going to give him? Right. The person didn't die. Right. The person didn't sound like they pressing charges. They not. So it's like let him go because his sperm is not gonna last long in Sweden. We need to be in America where all the beauty supply stores at. (laughs) But (laughs) moving along. Moving along. Free ASAP. ASAP. That's crazy. Free ASAP. ASAP. I'm fucking joke. Oh, I didn't curse and everything. So R. Kelly's uh, crisis manager says he personally would not leave his daughter alone with the singer. 
So uh, the accusations being made against R. Kelly have surely caught up to him. While he is sitting behind bars, his team is working overtime to maintain his innocence. Kel's um, crisis manager, Darrell Johnson, and he looks every bit of sis, says he is innocent <laughs> in the evidence. <laughs> Doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't convict him, but Darrell's stance isn't too convincing after a recent interview. In an interview on CBS this morning, Darrell speaks uh, about everything from R. Kelly's expenses to his past accusations. Darrell says he sees Kells as any normal person leading a normal life, but when X about his own daughter, his tune changed. Gail King uh, explicitly asked Darrell if he would leave his 20-year-old daughter around R. Kelly, and Darrell says, absolutely not. I wouldn't leave my daughter with anybody that's accused of being a pedophile. Darrell says, I'm going to say it again. I wouldn't leave my daughter with anyone who is accused of being a pedophile. But you're going to work with one. Okay. Darrell's position to the question is a great... (laughs) Condescension to everything else he says in the interview. He tells Gail that R. Kelly is an innocent man despite the accusations. Darrell does, however, mention R. Kelly is afraid of being convicted and is in a bad mental uh, state. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about uh, Mr. Kelly. He says he's a mess, and I would assume he's under suicide watch at this point. It's almost as if a jury has convicted him. Um, He adds that uh, his concern for R. Kelly goes beyond his emotional state, but he fears he could harm himself in jail. When you're in the state of in the state of mind that Mr. Kelly is in right now, any person will want the authorities to be cautious of the situation. He says, "I am absolutely concerned he might harm himself." As we previously reported, R. Kelly was arrested almost two weeks ago on sexual sex trafficking charges since then there have been reported of uh, authorities having possession of 20 sex tapes alleged involving r kelly and underage girls r kelly is set to appear before federal courts in brooklyn in next month and of course we will be following that story but here's but the to thing. Me, this is it's very contradictory. You say he's an innocent person, right. but yet you saying you wouldn't leave your daughter around somebody that's accused. So if you, it, it's almost you're like, innocent until proven guilty. So you just said that he's innocent, but you wouldn't mm-hmm. leave your daughter around somebody that's mm-hmm. being accused. That don't make sense to me. If he's innocent. To you, then it don't matter if he's being accused of anything. You believe he's innocent. innocent. But to say you wouldn't leave your daughter mm. around him makes it believe that he's not mm. innocent. What he could have said, he could have said that I have personal beliefs, but I will leave my personal beliefs, right. my personal life out of this situation because because I'm a professional you're lawyer, professional, a professional, whoever. and you're representing this man. So right. it's like, how could and you? And then not only that, you just step down, so that further proves that he's that been guilty right. of doing things. And of course, if he on suicide watch or homing himself, he in a bad mental state. He's only there because he put himself, himself there. there. Nobody did that to him. Nobody didn't ask him to go pick up 16, 15 year old girls because they had plenty of 22, 23, 24. That was Throwing a new that was throwing him. him. He ain't want that. I think it's this. R. Kelly is getting what he's 
long since I was 10 years old. Like I said, if I was born in 90 and a lot of the girls that he was messing with was the, not that far older than me, that says a lot about a person that's older than you messing with somebody right. younger. Like just, an, mm-hmm. It just make you question, like, why they think that's cool Like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people That date younger girls And mm-hmm. I know why They date younger girls mm-hmm. Sometimes those men mm-hmm. Can't handle girls That but age But look It goes back to what we say We controlling. need to break The generational curse Those things was done He was molested When he was younger So it's all by it a, is By a sister So all it is It's, it's a repeated just a cycle That's just he repeating never, He Instead of, of trying course, to break it He continued the it, cycle Exactly And it's crazy Because if you went through that But in his head He don't believe that It was rape Because a lot of these girls Consented to the sex Mm -hmm. That's why he don't feel like He did anything wrong The only thing Mm -hmm. is wrong Is under the eyes of the law That you cannot mess with somebody that's um, under that's age. Underage. If you 28 years old, you shouldn't be messing with somebody that's 14, 15, 14 16. Right. They're not of age. That's why we have an age limitation. Mm-hmm. 18 years old, you're considered adult. Mm-hmm. In well, the eyes Louisiana of... Is no, in the, right. consider, uh, the eyes of the people, mm-hmm. you're, 18, consider, you're, you're considered, considered an adult. adult. Meaning you could do your own... You could, you're old enough to make your own decisions mm-hmm. at that point. When you're 16 years old, you're 17, uh, 17, not too much, but 16, 15, 14, you don't know nothing about nothing to be saying, yeah, I want this in my life. Because if you did, you wouldn't be messing with R. Kelly. You would be messing with somebody your age. And that's why I say a lot of younger girls mess with older men because older men are more mature than the Boys their age And that's the same thing Why older men Mess with Younger girls Because Girls are mature For their age Then Girls in general Are gonna be mature At whatever age They is Not Mentally But mature Is how, how Big boobs Breasts You know mm-hmm. But They're gonna be Shapey At any age Right And And there's gonna Act older in any age You know what I'm saying But boys tend to stay Boys Their whole life You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying That's why There's so it, There's so many Men that Find it cool To mess with younger girls And I think it's more mental Cause they can't It's a mental thing They can't Some dudes can't com, Can't contain Or co, Be a You know With a person at their age Especially if they smarter than them Cause now it's like You gotta have a lot of Intellectual conversations And you might make me As a man feel Dumb And a lot of men Don't like to feel dumb So they gonna Go find younger girls That's already dumb And make them sound Feel smarter You know what I'm saying But R. Kelly You are Who you say you are (laughs) Oh that's P. Diddy Who said that Okay (laughs) <laughs> but uh, man, what other what other TV we got? We, Child, I know we got so a little I'm bit. I'm sure a lot of people have saw this viral Disneyland brutal fight. Oh, 
that happened a couple weeks ago. So now TMZ is reporting that the DA files felony charges against three of those adults that were involved in that brawl. Only three people fighting though. So how could you fight in the most happiest place in the world? Supposed to be anyway the happiest place in the world. So three adults at the center of an all-out melee at Disneyland this month have been hit with a bunch of criminal charges and one of them could be serious time if convicted. The fight erupted in Toontown right in the middle of uh, Thrones of Kids and Family. I didn't even know it was in Toontown. Mm -hmm. That's like the first part of the whole amusement park. Park. That's what all of the mm-hmm. Disney characters right. at Goofy, everybody Mickey there, House. they greeting you when you walk in. Yo, so, ignorant mother. <laughs> so you somebody hear, must ain't pay their whole money for the ticket. That's why they. <laughs> you hear one of the people in the fight say, "I'm ready to go to jail tonight." Of course, that was the the gentleman um, that you know were, that was fighting. That was the main person fighting. Um, the person yeah, seems to also reference a there. Southern California gang. Um, so, of course, these people may be from California, what they're trying to assume. Mm-hmm. Um, just before the fight breaks out, you hear someone in the video talk about disrespecting family. You see a woman spit on the guy in pink and all hell breaks loose. One of the people charged, 35-year-old Avery Robinson was the guy in the pink, mm-hmm. was hit with five felonies. For allegedly beating up his girlfriend, he's charged with domestic battery and assault with a deadly weapon. Um, and since his kid was in the middle of the fight along with three other oh, children, Lord, child he's also being um, charged with child abuse and endangerment. And it doesn't end there. Disneyland security ordered Robinson out of the park, and he allegedly tried hitting a Disneyland's employee with his car and threatened to kill his sister and her husband. He face, faces upwards upwards of seven years in prison. Well, sit. <sighs> when just I, go on ahead and sit. That was just ridiculous. That's just, just go on ahead and sit because all of them charges going to stick. You know why? Because it don't matter if his sister pressed charges or his babe, uh, girlfriend pressed charges. It was at an establishment. And you on videotape. Not just cell phone footage, but park they footage. Got so all if around Disneyland wanted to, they, they could, could sue all three of them. And you could go to jail. For cutting up like that. Cutting up like that. And you just... you. You could get your children taken away from that. You could everybody because mm-hmm. mama had then fell off, fell out. Oh my God! When he, when when mama fell, that's what made him fight the girlfriend because he thought mama pushed her, but mama did not push her. Mama got, mama got bumped and mama fucked. Mama fell. Ain't nobody bumped her. She, <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to let. Mama flew. She fe- she Mama was being very dramatic and she hit that she, damn ground like she was just passed out. Like she was just. <laughs> girl. <laughs> I, I don't want to laugh at this. But that's that's just a prime example. That one video is why I don't support my people sometimes. <laughs> that's one of the why reasons would y'all why I don't go support my people act sometimes. Up like that in them people establishment. Y'all know better. It's just certain places that you know you're not supposed some to go. You just don't and go. And cut up. You don't cut up at church. You don't cut up at uh, with uh, I was about to say uh, you just, just six flags. I mean, not six flags. Uh, 
Disneyland and you don't cut up like that. My thing is, y'all spent all of that money. All that money. To and go I'm telling there. You, and I'm them people you. put y'all out there, Paul. And I'm telling you, you went, and they probably, I think this is why, why this spark, this whole. <laughs> Do you know those rides are like an hour wait? You got to stand in the lines just and to get on like, the damn so ride. And it's like, so they probably was aggravated. Hot. Hot. Hungry. Drunk because Disneyland also have a part in there where they, they sell alcohol. That's why I'd be at. I wouldn't even be worrying about so trying everybody, to ride the rides. And then they probably never went nowhere. And they probably, this was their first big family trip. And they mm. probably fussed the whole way there, the whole mm. way to the hotel, the whole way to the park. Mm. They didn't like what rides was going on and all that. So that's probably well, what happened. Well, guess what? Your next family trip, Avery won't be with y'all because he's going to be sitting Avery, in somebody's jail. sister and the baby mama. <laughs> <laughs> might not be nowhere because they're gonna be spending some time. Oh, but uh, moving but along. Last but not least of this. Well, this seat. is not the last. One. Oh, okay. This is second to last. Okay, second to last. <coughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that was them licks from Avery <laughs> manifesting this. <laughs> Lamar Odom, Olive Branch to Kardashians. He missed you guys. So Lamar Odom has zero regrets about his reality TV past. In fact, he says the experience was the best part of his adult life, and he desperately wants to repair his relationship because with the Kardashians. Because it funded your cocaine edition. Okay. 39-year-old Odom appeared on TMZ Live and told us how taking up motivational speaking with a company called Mic Drop has become therapeutic for him. Aww. He's learning to forgive himself for the mistakes he has made in the past from drug use to other bad life decisions. One of those mistakes, Odom says, he feels he's failed as a father, but Lamar says he's including his children in his motivational speaking work, and it's bringing his family closer together. You definitely failed as a father, though. This is a great way to... A great way for me to make up the time I lost with them and help them get better as well, Odom said. As for reality TV, there are a lot of people who feel doing a reality show is a recipe for disaster. But Odom says he wouldn't go back and change a thing. Uh, Doing reality TV... Uh, and being married to Chloe, besides having children, and besides me doing this motivational speaking that I'm going to start doing, that was the most memorable part of the best part of my adulthood. So there's nothing that I regret uh, about that. And hopefully, me going to public speaking can even bring me closer to the Kardashians. He helped and helped me rebuild that bridge. Lamar um, has previously talked about how he will always love Chloe despite the fact the uh, that she's moving on, but it seems now he'll settle for a non-romantic relationship. Odom also tells us why he feels surviving that infamous 2015 overdose in Nevada was God's plan, and now he's hoping others will learn from his mistakes. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to be honest with you, he do need them in that relationship because they they love the Kardashians. They loved, loved him, him, especially Chris. Like, yeah, that was her that was her favorite son in law. Like, like to be honest with you, the Kardashians were better when he was involved. Courtney was not Courtney. Chloe was a better person when they were together. Mm. And I she feel was happy. She was. She in love. really was genuinely happy. She loved I Lamar. feel like she still loves Lamar. And I and I do. And then that's why I feel like she going through what she going through with the baby daddy now because 
when she was supposed to be that better for worse, mm-hmm. she just left him. Well, and she was kind of she was there from the at the beginning, was, but then she just. I'm gonna tell you when it stopped. Herself. I'm gonna tell you why, when it started. When he got traded from the Lakers to Dallas, mm-hmm. that's when I started to see as a player on the court he wasn't the same person. Mm-hmm. A lot of players. Can't deal with change, especially when they're used to being used around. To being somewhere like, for, for so example, long. when Demarcus Cousin was playing for the Pelicans, Demarcus Cousin really didn't vibe with the city. That's why, when the first chance he got to leave, he left to go back to the West Coast because that's where he's mm-hmm. from. He started on a Sacramento Kings, and then he came uh, here, and then he went to the Warriors, and now he with the Lakers. The West Coast is good for him. Mm-hmm. He know everybody out there is just better we are living. I think that was the same way for Lamar Odom, i.e. that's why he ended up overdosing in, in Las Vegas because it's just so much stuff and access to stuff in Hollywood. But like I said, he was better, a better person when they both was together. And I, and I think that's why she's going through what she went through. Like I said, in my own opinion, had she stayed with her man, help him get through his help. Not saying that she had to go through it. She did make ultimately her choice to leave. But still, you get married on better fours. You ended up with a crackhead. So you should have <laughs> just, you know, <laughs> you should have stuck it out, helped, got him help. Like I said, y'all had to get divorced. Y'all could have just separated and been separated mm. and stuff like that. And then when he cleaned himself up now, y'all could rekindle a relationship. I believe, personally, they're going to end up being back together because... I hope so. Lamar wasn't a cheater. All he did was cheat on her with crack. Like, that's <laughs> all he did. He, he, he never... He was not out here talking about... And like I said, he was a better person when he went here, when he was, was with, with her. her and a part of that family. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like he always wanted that family. Mm-hmm. You got to understand, Lamar Odom didn't really have he much family, of family. Right. He got That's why he ended up abandoning his children because he was abandoned. People learn... Learn behaviors. Learn behaviors. And so that's why he want to get, even if they don't get romantically involved, like he's, they he's definitely good for, Like he said, he's good to friends. just be friends. And mm-hmm. he could be a part of the family again. And, you know, like and everybody. And don't try just, to downplay him, Chloe, because right. he got off that crack. Right, sister. And you're going through your own thing exactly, right now. Exactly, because your man stay with cheating. your cheating ass man. Your man cheating on, on your sister with your sister friends. Now, that's a whole new low, Tristan. <laughs> you you a little R. Kelly, ain't you? <laughs> he like them little young tenderondas, huh? But Jordan said she ain't do that. I'm I'm gonna stick to, right, to what, what I said. know. But I know her ass did some because mm-hmm. she all she keep getting caught up. Nah, they just caught up with it some. Some it might have slipped and I'm out on mistake. She just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of the Kardashians, while we are on the Kardashians, oh. our last um, topic. Of the evening, oh, Kim Kardashian shocked by new photo uh, photo scandal involving family photog. So Kim Kardashian West says she is shocked and saddened by recent allegations against Marcus Hyde by models claiming the photograph uh, the photographer tried to bribe them for new photos. Hyde who was a longtime photographer for Kim and Kanye, has come under fire by numerous women this week. In one alleged DM conversation between Hyde and Imado, he asked her for new photos, saying he'd do a shoot with her for free if she uh, sent. When the model refused, Hyde allege, allegedly said the uh, charge would be $12,000 for the shoot. Kim said, for the situation, my own experiences have always been professional 
And I am deeply shocked, saddened, and disappointed to learn that other women have um, had very different experiences. Um, I stand in full support of every woman's right uh, not to be harassed, asked, or pressured to do anything they are not comfortable with. Kim ends her statement with, we cannot allow this type no, you of gotta say, behavior. No, you got to say, we cannot. Oh. <laughs> Kim ends with this statement, quote unquote, we cannot. <laughs> allow this I doing it we, we cannot can. allow this type of behavior to go unnoticed and I applaud those and who, I spoke applaud who spoke out um, Hyde also <laughs> lost his life in a well, well he almost lost his life in a car accident car accident in October of last year when his Mercedes went uh, 200 feet off in, in, in embankment the incident left him in a coma for weeks and he was uh, seen at Kanye West's Sunday service performance at Coachella for the first time since the incident. Hyde has not yet publicly publicly commented on the alleged, but deleted his Instagram account, of course. So you know it. it's true. <laughs> he did it, or or somebody could have hacked him. That's and, true too. And been posing as mm-hmm. him, and then he had no other choice. But mm-hmm. we're we're not gonna keep y'all posted mm-hmm. with this because that's all on them and them Kardashians. That's what they they need to watch who they work with, like R. Kelly and his people. But I'm more, I'm baby. Who about to pay two thousand dollars for a photo shoot? When the I way mean, these iPhones <laughs> are I mean, set up now. I mean, $2,000 for a, mm-hmm. a shoot is not bad. That's literally a, a, the budget for mm-hmm. celebrity photo shoots because you got to realize but no, these you're girls using want their celebrities, name. Though. But no, he's a celebrity photo, photo, photographer. photographer. So he's like, I could put you on type stuff. Mm-hmm. So of course he going to finesse them 2000 for a big photo well, shoot. Well, first he and, finessed and it in the news. Yeah, he was gonna he do shit for free, me. quote unquote. I he could have got me. <laughs> I could have made it something, okay? Oh made god, it, made it, made it, made it a little thing, something for a uh, pork chop, like uh, chingy steak. <laughs> but that's all I have for what's the tea this oh, week. It was piping, but it could have been a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> Don't blame that on me, cause most those first four topics you put on no, there. I'm talking about cause the whole. R. Kelly thing is definitely something that Child. nobody don't want. I'm so tired of R. Kelly. But guess what, baby? We're going to be following that story. We got to. We have it's just to. So it's entertaining. Just, yeah. But it's been a great episode. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the conversation about gentrification yes. and stuff. Hopefully, those listening could invest in mm. some property in New Orleans so I could go somewhere mm. and spend some money. Right. And give in, like we said in the beginning, um, you guys can give us your 41k on our topics. All you have to do is hit us up on Facebook, post it on our wall at Yo, what's, yo, the, what's the, word? the Word? And Yo, What's the Word on, on Instagram. Instagram. And for all you upcoming artists out there, you local artists, send us your music to uh, Yo, What's the Word at no. Gmail. It's what's, what's the, the word, word 504 at gmail.com We getting it together y'all I'm getting it I'm getting it So yeah You know We would love to play your music Feature your music On our show So hit us up But Shout out to everybody That's listening Shout out to our fans Shout out to our family And friends That always support oh, As always We love you guys And you know how you used to say peace and love yes. <laughs> to all and just enjoy your day and hold yourself accountable for the actions that you put into the universe until next week 
Peace.